Welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. This season, we're inviting you to take the Lit Grit Challenge by reading great literature just one hour a day, 52 books in 52 weeks, to give you the grit you need to succeed. Hey everybody, Patty Stuckler here. Welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. We have a special guest today. Yes, we do. We got little John. Say hi, little John. He is our amazing cat that just likes to make appearances. We are so excited today because we're going to talk about personalities. And I'm hoping that you guys are reading, whether you're reading the books we're covering or you're just reading, you know, whatever, you know, suits your fancy. Hopefully some really good nonfiction literature. Get that Lit Grit Challenge going. I know it's hard, isn't it? I mean, it is hard to yeah, read and, every day. Yeah. I mean, but again, you, you get into a habit of it and... You know, Rose's parents were visiting this weekend, and I was up early reading before everybody else woke up, just so I could get it knocked out. So that was good. Yeah, and this is Connor, by the way. If you if you, if you haven't, haven't tuned watched in before, before, Connor Stuckler, my son. The personalities are so cool, though. I mean, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with personalities over the over the years. I've kind of gotten, you know, and and I know you were not like totally into this particular book. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think I think in any kind of, especially you know, my job, we do, I deal with all different kinds of personalities. So I think the concept was pretty interesting. Um, being totally honest, I didn't love this book. It's not it's not really like a book. It was, uh, you know, it's it's a bunch of bullet points and, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't it didn't didn't flow like you know some of these other books do. And, and well. Have. I mean, the reason I thought this, the reason I picked this one, and there's tons of them out there. In fact, this this one here, personality types. This is also about the enneagram, and uh, the enneagram just to kind of set the table a little bit. There's lots of different personality types of uh, assessments, like DISC is one yeah. of them. DISC that's a pretty famous one. People like enneagram. I would say is less famous when talking to people. They're more familiar with DISC. I just like the Enneagram for whatever reason. Um, well, it's, it's more specific. There's there's nine and DISC is only No, four, DISC right? is oh. actually 16 because you, oh. you have four quads and, you know, the D-I-S-C, you know, like dominant, influential, whatever, compliant. Yeah. So you have the four and then you can go within four directions in any, what you know, com combination. So 16 total combinations. Mm. But... So, I mean, it's just, I guess, whatever you like. The This one in particular came kind of, I, I don't know where, where it originally started, but it was in Britain and then came to the United States in like the 60s. Not to bore you with that, but it's just interesting. And to me, I know you didn't like this style of, of a book because it was a lot of bullet points and pictures. Um, but, you know, to me, I felt like, if we're asking people to read as much as we yeah. are, it kind of gives you a break. This is like great bathroom reading and whatever, right? This is not like yeah. heavy duty. Yeah, you know, yeah, stuff. And, I, and I think it's good to kind of have that mixed in to where it's. You hey, know. hey, hey, the kitty, hey. no, John, he's climbing up the uh, curtain there. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, what did you what did you discover about yourself when you were? Looking at the yeah, I'll be honest. Again. Like when I was reading it, I was kind of going through like really trying to figure out what my personality type was. I mean, I obviously I know myself, but you know how I fit in the Enneagram world, and then also reading it, you know, trying to figure out what uh, my fiance Rose was, just to get a little better understanding of her. So. And I think I was right about what she is right. Yeah, I think I mean, I, 
I think you were right about both of us. You know, mm-hmm. um, you kind of wavered back and forth between a peacemaker for me and an achiever for me. I think I'm definitely a peacemaker. I mean, I'm an achiever too. I achieve well, we should lay stuff. it out. In fact, <laughs> kind of explain a little bit more about there. It's nine personality types. Yeah. The actually, and I've read other books on the Enneagram uh, assess personality assessment. And they give it numbers one through nine so that people don't get hung up on labels. Because if you tell somebody, oh, you're a peacemaker, people are like, no, I'm not. You know, they're like, whatever, or you're a helper or you're, and they, so this book does give a label, um, whereas other books don't, they may give you a whole host of labels that it could be so that you have more of an idea. So you're not stuck on that one thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, so everything from a one to a nine, and then, you know, you're, what did you discover about yourself? I, I think I was a peacemaker, um, which is what you had me pegged for originally. I've been achieving so much lately that you thought maybe I was an achiever. But uh, no, um, with, with the peacemaker, I thought it was really cool just because, you know, being diplomatic and then also being able to kind of see all sides of an argument. That's something I'm really, that, that's important to me and I stress, you know, within myself and being able to see other people's perspectives. Um, that's really good. And then with me growing up in this family with my mom, my dad, and Haley, <laughs> somebody had to be a peacemaker. So I kind of got, Why is that? got, got put into that role and, uh, it kind of stuck and that's, that's I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's what kind of shaped my personality or that's what my personality type was to begin with. And that's why I kind of, it, that. that is super interesting. And I've always wondered that. Is so it, it's is the it, nature versus nurture debate. Or yeah. which came first, right? The chicken or the egg. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was it was was your personality kind of already preconditioned when you were born? Or was or did it, I grow up in a hostile environment? <laughs> or did it evolve? Yeah, because actually I am an eight with a seven wing and how how it sets up is you have these nine types and then each type so, so I'm an eight, and if you look at the anagram, you'll know what that is. And then you, there's wings of the nine or the seven. So, and then there's other complications, but we won't get into all of the sure, other. You have to read it. You have to read it to, to you know study into it. Into the nitty gritty. Yeah, exactly. If you're really curious about personality types, but an eight is a very dominant personality, and then the nine is a peacemaker like you, and then a seven is what your dad is, which is you know, really uh, somebody who just wants to party, really. <laughs> I would say that, I mean, at each one, they'll give like a motivating factor. Some of the books will delve into that a little bit more than this particular one, if you study this, you know, this type of uh, assessment, but where it'll say, okay, I just want to be happy, or I just want to be secure, or I just want to be, you mm-hmm. know, they're, you know, that helps why, kind of sometimes. Why don't we give them a couple of the examples of some of the celebrities? Because, you okay. know, I know we're... Pillars in the community, but not everybody may know <laughs> our, our family. Okay, so so just to kind of lay out, you know, the nine types, and just to give mm-hmm. them a label, even though I really ha- hesitate to do that because people do get stuck on that and like, ah, I don't want to be that. It's you can fit it to a T, but the label of the number is what sometimes is people get stuck on. Yeah. So, but a one is is a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a, a one. And ones tend to be like really moralistic. Uh, a lot of religious leaders, like uh, Martin Luther, mm-hmm. uh, was John Paul II. Um, you know, Pope John Paul II was a a one, a perfectionist. So they see the Hillary world. Hillary Clinton's another one. Li- literally, they see the world a little more black and white. They don't have to be religious, by the way, but right. there that tends to be more of a personality trait of, um, or I should say, personality 
of somebody who is very religious. But if but they see the world a little more in uh, very kind of black and white uh, rules, and this is the way you know things are, and they like things that way, and they're always on time. I mean, they're just like people. So who, I'm the opposite of a. Perfectionist. Yeah, you're not a perfectionist. Because everything's a shade of gray. <laughs> and being on time is, you know. It's just uh, your time doesn't even exist. It's a man-made concept. It's inertia. No. no, I know we were talking about inertia earlier because that's part of being in, being yeah. a nine is inertia, and I, everybody too. I mean, and all these things, you're, you're going to have elements that you are of all these different personality types, but you're going to find one or two that that really kind of peg you down and. One of the things with the peacemaker was inertia, and you know, I was just talking about that with some of the earlier episodes. We were talking about me getting back into the gym, and you know, with the me buying a house and getting married, and just trying to have a really good start to this year. I've kind of fallen out of working out, you know, four or five times a week, and it's hard to get back into it. So it was kind of funny. Once that, you slack off, yeah, yeah. But once you're doing it, it's it's easy to keep going. So well, so to go back to okay, just. Otherwise, we're jumping around. I know. If we do two... I'm a a nine. See, I'm an eight. I got to, like, be authoritative. (laughs) (laughs) It really helps to kind of know who you are, right? I mean, you can... First off, and just to back up first, just one second. reason I like personality tests and assessments so much is because... Twofold. One is to know thyself. I mean, famous, you know. Know yourself. Know who you are. Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Be, Be cognizant of it. Because then you can kind of keep yourself in check a lot better. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't know, then you have no clue. So that's the first reason I really like personality assessments. But the second reason is because in sales, in right. real estate, it really mm-hmm. helps you deal with all nine types everywhere all the time. So uh, to understand and be able to communicate with someone the way they prefer or right. like to be communicated Perfect, is perfect example for the perfectionists, the, the ones uh, dealing with engineers. I mean, they're almost always ones yeah they're very detail oriented and so just dealing you know knowing that that's the kind of personality type you're you're working with you know it can really help you um you know communicate or speak their language really yeah i can spot an engineer from a mile away let me tell you when i'm dealing with somebody and i oh my goodness i can and i'll literally i can't tell you how many times i've said are you you're an engineer aren't you and then they're like wow how do you know that because they have certain very distinct traits sure. uh, that go into engineering. And yeah. The way their minds are wired is fascinating. But to get back, so two is a helper. That's the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're more, they just really like, they get a lot of fulfillment in helping others. To bring it back to the book we just read last week, the tipping point, helpers would be the mavens mm-hmm. and what else? Well, the not, ma- mainly the well, mavens. Well, certainly having a trait of that. And, yeah. and you know, you can have other personalities that or could and be just to back up if you didn't listen to the last one the mavens are the people who like to have all the information so that they, they, they can help people and they that's really what they like to have all that information for mm-hmm. in the in the tipping point exactly we are just like hopping all over the place today i can just <laughs> i can feel it oh my goodness oh that's all right well there's a lot of different well things there discuss, is so there is so the third one is the achiever somebody like uh actually uh, Bill Clinton, in fact, you were mentioning Hillary Clinton, but Bill Clinton was an achiever, and I don't know, we made a cheat sheet, actually, just a minute ago, just looking at famous people, because that helps. Well, it's the only one I wrote down on there. I don't remember who else was a three, but a three a is somebody who, uh, Muhammad Ali was a three. Yeah, somebody who really, like, they just really like to work, work, they're, work, work. They're very you know? driven, result-oriented people. Yeah, so, um, and that doesn't, and, and each personality, by the way, each, each, um, type 
can you can be an unhealthy whatever the number right. is and you can be a healthy whatever that number is so I, I want to make that really clear because it, that's you could be a really healthy peacemaker a, a nine you could be an unhealthy nine so and then people who are unhealthy depending on whatever the number is they can tend to you know have addictions and lots of other things going on in their life so don't think that there's one that's okay this is a good guy and this is a bad guy or or whatever right it's important to note that yeah you know that any personality type could be healthy or mm-hmm. unhealthy but um a four is the romantic and that's mm-hmm. somebody who really likes to be um unusual they really are people who are tend to be artists tend to be actresses or actors yeah people who live on houseboats they go you know they gotta they gotta stand out they want to be original They're that's non-conforming. really yeah, that's their driving motivator is they'd rather just, you know, practically die than be average. They don't, <laughs> you know, that... They're weird. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> definitely weird, but they can be quite interesting, obviously. I can obviously. say that. Rose is, Rose is part of well, a Well, she's a five, she's a five probably with, with a, a four, four wing. wing. Yeah. yeah, so, and then a five is the observer, so yeah. somebody who's really, um, likes, they usually tend to be excellent students, like to read. In fact, a five, who do I have on here? Uh... Let's see, Al Pacino, Einstein. So, I mean, it just that's kind of gives you a little bit, usually a little more quieter person, I would mm-hmm. say. Not, not, not so much extroverted. They're not going to necessarily go whoop it up, you know, every Friday, Saturday night, you know, right? Um, a six is somebody who, what's the label for a six, do you remember? Let me see here. Oh, the, the questioner. Yeah. That's, that's Kate. That's uh, my assistant, Caitlin. She's amazing, and she is the questioner. She's got a, a really uh, amazing way of staying stoic when things are crazy. Like, they tend to be in our office sometimes. Yeah, very She much is so. just like the rock. That's that's the question, though. So is it? So that's what the, the problem with labels. Because you wouldn't know yeah. that by the label, the questioner, right? Uh, and they're yeah, also... Yeah, I think of somebody who's like a conspiracy theorist, kind of like myself, and like questions everything and very skeptical of, of things. That's what I think of when I hear the label question. Well, that's certainly, I would say, a, a part of a six, for yeah. sure. And they, they're very safety conscious. They tend to make sure that the doors are locked, the, you know, the, the curling iron isn't left on, those types of things. They can be sometimes OCD. But um, really uh, can handle emotions well, I think. Um, the adventurer is the seven, which is definitely your dad is and my brother are definitely adventurer. There are people who like to party, very social, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that every seven likes to party. Right. I should say that, be, you know, because I don't want to offend anybody boy, who's a seven who's like, hey, I'm not, you know, somebody who's at the bar every night kind of thing. But but that is does tend to be more of a the adventurer. They love just making sure they don't like to deal with a lot of unpleasant things. They want to be really happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And kind of stuff, you know, unhappy things in a corner somewhere, right? Yeah. That makes sense, doesn't it, with you? Yeah, yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is a really good example of a famous seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I wrote down... Oh, no, I didn't write down. What <laughs> am I looking at? Who did I write down? I wrote down some eights and nines. All right, well, let's move on. All right, so eights, eights, that's my personality. They're definitely... What's the eight? Is the asserter. The dictator. Yeah, yeah. Authoritarian. <laughs> okay, so, so some famous eights are Stalin... Uh, Winston Churchill, Napoleon, uh, Julius Caesar, Gandhi, yeah. So uh, Danny DeVito. So I mean, it's just an interesting. Doppelganger. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There are people who um, are tend to be very loud. I think maybe I don't know. Very leadership oriented, 
but very can direct. but can be bullies. Yes, very honest and direct. But uh, you know, so there in, in every one of these personalities, there's good and bad. Yeah, obviously. Of course, of course. And then the peacemaker. Everything's a shade of gray. Yeah. So the, the peacemaker like you. So the, the peacemakers. Do you remember? Let's see. Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Yeah. Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Very very diplomatic. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Abe, but I'm kind of like a crossover between Abe Lincoln and Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. A little, a little bit of Dalai Lama sprinkled in. Yes. Yeah, That's so, me to a T. <laughs> well, I th- it is interesting with the you know I looked at my family. Uh, I'm obviously one of seven siblings, and my parents, and I was kind of going down the list of my mom, my dad, each one of my siblings, and we had almost all nines. There were a couple of repeats, but for the most part, almost all nine were represented, so it kind of does make it sound like, in some ways, you um, kind of feel a niche depends on who you're around while you're being raised, but at the same time, you can take that same personality and then put yourself in same with like when we were talking about law of context with the, pow- the power with of the context, tipping yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, yeah, or the power of context and or and, yeah, it might have been the law. Of context, yeah, yeah, so you take that same person, put them in a new context, put them in a new setting with other surrounding personalities, and they can evolve into you know a little bit something else, or maybe their wings become much more dominant mm-hmm. at that point. Sure. So it's 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 a fascinating look, isn't it? Yeah, it's very it's very fascinating. I mean, it's good to know, like you said, know thyself, and then just to. You know, even just in your relationships, like like I said, trying to peg Rose was important to me. Just because then you get a better idea of how to communicate with them and, you know, what their likes and dislikes are. And, you know, some things like, and again, it's not a one page, you know, blanket thing. But, um, you know, you'll you'll just learn more about dealing with people and best practices. Yeah. And, you know, I remember being in high school and taking one of the Briggs-Myers tests. And I found that really fascinating. But I didn't think much more about personality, you know, studying personality types until I got into real estate. And I had gone to this real estate seminar Mm -hmm. down in Florida. This was, gosh, probably like at least 15, 16 years ago. Long time ago. And I'll never forget, I came home from that weekend or whatever. and, And I we had studied personality types. And it was broken down into four groups. It wasn't nearly as broken out as... Is it like the blue ocean? It was the blue ocean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Green planet, all that kind of stuff. So I came home basically thinking I was... I would say, if you were looking at the Enneagram, like a helper or a a peacemaker, something along that line. A blue ocean would be akin to that. And so I came home like discussing that. And everybody was like, what? Like, that is not you. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you see yourself that way, but that ain't you. So I had to really take a good look at myself and realize, wow, you know, that that was not how I saw myself was not necessarily how the world saw me and how other people sure. saw me, my family members in particular. You got to crowdsource it, figure out what you are. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good point, too, is so, I mean, you can buy this book and then and then share it with some of your friends and family and then kind of see what they think and versus what, what your own conclusion Yeah, was. and if you don't like bullet points and you want something more in-depth than Connor, get, you know, this one. This one on personality types is also a good one. on And it's on the Enneagram, and it gives a lot more. It's it's tons of, you know, I mean, but you you need to have some time to read that one. Yeah. It's not going to be something you can, uh, you can do quickly and, you know, in a hurry. But we figured we'd give you a little, little break on... You reading know, so much. Heavy reading. Yeah. yeah, and this is something you can skip around with and, you know, read certain number, you know, personality types and, you know, 
Yeah. That's certainly what I did. I skipped around a lot. Yeah, so we definitely encourage you to, you know, figure out, like, what your type is. Who are you, right? <laughs> That's right. Right, so you can so you can kind of temper the bad uh, edges and uh, and really play up your strengths and hopefully talk to other people with a little more understanding of how their brains are wired. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. it's a really fascinating look. So let's talk real quick while we're wrapping it up because this is kind of a brief, brief one. We're going to be talking about the one thing. Boy, this book's got a little bit of age on it. I can see it's not the cleanest, but um, it's been read. And I'm going to reread it, in fact, this, within this next week. But And I know you've already read it. But this is a book by Gary Keller. Um, and it's got a co-author. But, you know, it's just and a Gary great... Gary Keller's the, one of the co-founders of uh, Keller Williams. Yeah, which we're REMAX agents, so we're not trying to promote, you know, Gary Keller per se or Gary, Keller Williams. But it's a great book. It's really, really... And I think it's a pretty simple book. I read a lot of this on a, a flight... Um, I think I was going to Vegas or coming back from Vegas. So it was mm-hmm. a long flight. It was like a five and a half hour flight. And I read pretty much the, the whole book in that amount of time. So, you know, depending on how fast of a reader you are, it's really not, you, you can read it in, you know, probably a few hours. Yeah, it's an easy read. It's an yeah. easy read, but it's good. It's good material. And I think it really builds on some of the other books we've read, uh, especially like, you know, the power of habits and goals. Um, so it, it fits in really well with both of those books. Yeah. So check that one out. And don't be intimidated if you're really not that big of a reader. It's it's a pretty easy read, and it's really it's going to be fun to talk about that next week. So hopefully you're you're enjoying the lit great challenge and, and getting something out of it. And you know we just want to keep encouraging that. And if you're not into video like this, we do a lot of the videos because people a lot of people are into videos, and that's mm-hmm. why we do it. I would prefer to just do the mp3 sure. which is what i started in my podcast originally right. only yep. doing the audio which is in itunes so you can look up the pitbull patty show in itunes and listen to it in your car you know instead of the radio or whatever or you're while you're working out or or that kind of thing but it's only the audio version so you can you can do it either way and uh hopefully that'll encourage you to uh to get some grit through That's lit. Right. all right well we'll see you next time